Hey, man. What up? Were you doing the funny intro uh, jam while you were dialing? No. uh, You'll be able to hear that as it was dialing, I just sat here quietly and said nothing. (laughs) It's one of those days, I guess. It's one of those, bro. Oh no. It's one of those. It's one of those I'm not okay days. Oh. God damn it, really? Hey everybody, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. What's going on? Oh, I'm not really that not okay. It's just uh a friend of mine's going through a pretty messy divorce, so we were hanging out for a long time last night, so I stayed out late. And then fucking school was canceled today, so I'm here with my kid, who I love and who's great, but she's just kind of been up my ass all morning. You know, I, I had this whole day where I was going to do the podcast and work on music, and my plans have been ruined. So now, you know, I've kind of staved her off with a movie, and then we got to go play in the snow, which will be fun. Yeah. How's the weather in Austin? Uh, it snowed here a couple days ago. Really? And yeah, maybe, yeah, two nights ago it snowed. There is a sound coming from, I believe you're in, going, blah, 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 like a whipping, like, blah, 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 blah. Do you hear that? Dude, no. There's no, not, that's not happening. I don't know why you're getting that sound, but it's not happening. It's another one of those things where the crackle you're hearing paper. something, but it's not happening. All right. Well, hopefully there's not a blah, 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 sound throughout this entire episode, because it's, there's... it's really loud. <laughs> There's not, though. <laughs> What's so funny is we had that other podcast where you thought you were hearing something the whole time and there was nothing there. It was just some sort of weird connection problem. It just sounded like you were like crunching up some paper <laughs> the whole time. It's crackling, <laughs> snap, crackle, popping paper. Well, here we are at I'm Okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay on Snow Day. And uh, we have a bunch of patrons, Bob, and, and I thought that it would be nice at the top of the show just to say thank you to them. And I have a list of their names, and I will read it to you now. You ready for that? Yeah. We have Kylie Lawson, Maria LaFaro, Eric O'Brien, which is E-O-B, our beautiful friend Katie Featherston, Michael McIntosh, Stephanie Flint, Jay Middleton, Mundy Hendrickson, Bluzette Stimper, Brian West, my pal Brad Blazik, who has a great Pearl Jam podcast, by the way, called Single Podcast Theory, and Stacy Sutton, aka Frunk Junkie. She's got she's got some addiction issues. Well, she's got the moves, boy. She's got the moves, boy. <laughs> well, if you're gonna be a junkie, I guess Frunk's better than black tar heroin. Or junk. A junk junkie. Well, anyway, thank you to them. Thank you to all the people who support the show. We've launched a Patreon where you can support I'm okay, you're okay, and you get a bunch of cool stuff in return, go over to patreon.com slash IOK, and you'll find all that nice stuff. So I'm excited about having my mom on the podcast here. We're going to do a live podcast during South by Southwest. So if you are live in the Austin area and want to come see us live, 
uh, we'll get you more details as we get closer, but that's going to be fun. They, they told us that if we wanted to do this podcast, uh, they were like, we can't have just two white guys talking, by the way, ask me if anything sounds more racist or sexist than this sentence. We can't have two white guys on stage talking to each other. Yeah. So it, it really bothers me, this mandate we were given. Hey, do you guys want to come to South by Southwest and promote your podcast and do a live a live episode? Yeah, of course. We'd love to. Okay, here's the deal. It can't just be two white dudes. You have to have a female or like a person of color. Or what, 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 what is it they say? You, you have to have diversity. What did they say? What was the official thing? Dude, I don't know, man. I tried to block it out so I wouldn't like lose my mind. But I was like, yeah, sure. We'll do whatever you want us to do. And so I didn't want to change the format of the show. So, uh, you know, one of the things we do is we read emails. So we're going to have my mom read the email and then we're going to answer the email. But I have a feeling knowing my mom, she's going to be chiming in quite a bit. <laughs> of course she is. It's going to be fun. It is funny that like by what they're trying to do is noble and nice. And they're trying to offset a perceived imbalance of diversity. In what in, in in media in entertainment I don't know, but what they end up doing by enforcing this thing is kind of being sexist and being a little racist and being pandering and being condescending, and then what you get is you get us doing our show that doesn't really look like what our show is because we don't usually have a female guest. So this will be the first and only time that we have this while we're trying to promote what our show is. So it's like. Hey, thanks for checking our show out. It does. It's not like this. I don't know, dude. We might start having my mom read the email. I have a feeling it's going to be really fun. Well, I'm def. I'm excited about the experience. So my wife and I and my daughter are traveling out to Austin. We're going to be camped out there for about a week, hanging out with B. Schnizzy and Co. And then we'll be doing that gig. So that's on. I believe that's on March 18th, right in Austin. I'm not sure exactly, but that sounds. A- about right. Like I said, as we get closer, we'll give you guys details as to where we're going to be and come. The capacity is like 150 people, so we'll have to figure it out. Maybe what we'll do is we'll, if any of our patrons want to come to that, we'll make sure that they get a reserved spot or something. But uh, I don't know. We'll let you know how to get there and, and where it is and stuff. I think it's a free event, though. So Cool. I saw Tool, but I, I skipped out on Author and Punisher because I watched like 20 minutes of it before and it just seemed too scary dude guess what i didn't skip out on 25 hours of pre-show so the ticket said show starts at seven they didn't say opener they didn't say shit all it said was tool show starts at seven right so we get there at about 650 i'm figuring (laughs) that gives us enough time to fucking park get in there and watch tool we get in there first of all nobody's there at seven by the way I haven't been I haven't been to a lot of shows. Nobody's there. I'm like, this is weird. I hope some more people show up for the tool show. Then I'm like, what time does tool start? Oh, they start. How old are you? I hope you brought some birthday candles, motherfucker. Anyways, it was like an hour later that the opener started. And I was like, God damn it, I'm gonna hate this shit. And that guy was good. He played and then there was a long intermission. By the way, at that point, there was Five billion people in that Have place. Have you seen the movie What Dreams May Come? Mm, 
Zip. It's based on a novel by Richard Matheson where Robin Williams plays a guy, his wife commits suicide and goes to hell because committing suicide is a no-no. And he goes into hell to rescue his wife. So it's this strange interdimensional romantic tale. Have you seen this film? Mm, I hope not because I don't remember it at all. Okay, well, so when he goes into hell to save his wife, Hell is a very, um, it's not like fire and brimstone. It's a very dark, surreal David Lynch landscape, okay? Where people are like stuck in the ground and there's this creaky old house. It's just a, it's like a strange surrealist painting. The band, the house band of that land is Author and Punisher. Screaming ambient nonsense, nonsense into hell. Is how I would, that's what I would write for his bio. This is the way I would describe it. I would describe it as an explosion that he recorded an explosion and then slowed it down and then played it whatever the loudest volume that you can play in an arena and then sang on top of that. It was crazy sounding. Yeah, it's just, it's really cool. And I definitely can see why someone like you respond to that because creatively and aesthetically, it was like, I've never really seen anything like that before. And so that I've never heard anything like it. Right. So that's really interesting to people like us because it's like, wow, I didn't think there was anything new to learn. But on in terms of like just sitting there and watching it, you have to just be in the right space for it. And I wasn't that day. Well, I definitely was not in the right space for it. I was like, fuck this. And then it was like, hmm, this is interesting. You were ready to be disappointed and then you were pleasantly surprised. It's similar to what we've been talking about the last few weeks about expectations. I was upset. Because I thought it was going to, like, literally, I thought it was going to be, like, some speed death rock band. And I was like, I can't hang with that. What's funny to me about you getting there so early is you sat there for an hour even before that guy came on. What did you do for an hour? I hung out with my wife. It was actually pretty fun. We don't go on on a lot of dates, and uh, it was nice. The dude that I went to the show with, a friend of mine, he wanted to get there at 6 because he wanted to get these, like, show posters that were definitely going to sell out. And he's like, man, would you mind going at six? Because I really want to get this poster. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I was like, well, let's just get the poster and then we'll go out of the arena and go get a beer or something. He's like, no, once you go in, you can't leave. You can't leave, dude. Believe me, once we were in there and realized what was going on. Did you try to leave? <laughs> I, well, I wanted to. And, and Laura was like, oh, yeah, we can't leave. I don't go to a lot of shows either because I thought, well, we'll just leave. There's like a bunch of bars right around Bridgestone Arena. I was like, let's go to a beer. He's like, dude, you can't leave when you go in there. I'm like, okay, so you want to go there at like 5.30 to wait for the doors at 6 to get a poster. Then we're just going to sit there till 9? I was like, I can't do it, bro. I can't do that, dude. No. We rolled up. We walked into the arena as Author and Punisher was playing his last song. So I heard it as we were walking through the, you know, the, the side things. I heard the... Man, here's the thing about Author and Punisher. So he's got some weird name like Eric Stoffren or some... It's like very, it's very Nordic sounding. And I was like, this dude's like for sure a hundred percent German. Like just the whole look, the sound, everything just screamed German. And then I looked him up on Wikipedia. It's from San Diego, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm glad I didn't know before I saw it. It's like the most chill place in America. For sure. Makes of this guy. His name is Tristan Schoen. Yeah. How German is that? Tristan Schoen. I was like, for sure this guy moved to, for sure this guy moved from Germany, from like Hamburg to San Diego when he was 10 and then felt ostracized and like an outsider his entire time. And he's like, 
I am the author and punisher now. I am the author and the punisher. I'm in the new film Jojo Rabbit. Author and Punisher named one of the most prolific acts in aggressive music by Noisy. Just released his first album on Relapse Records entitled Beast Land. I will say this, dude. It's like it's the I like I was like, well, I'm gonna get tired of this. I never got tired of that. I mean, it was 45 minutes. And dude, you know me. I've got musical ADD. Yeah. I enjoyed the entire thing. There was one little moment at about 30 minutes where he kind of went into this. It just sounded like some sort of like almost like trip hop or just it sounded like something I'd heard before with a beat. And that lasted for like 30 seconds or 45 seconds or a minute. And then it went back to the other thing. But besides that little moment, I was mesmerized the entire time. Says his newest and most intense album recalls ministry, channeling Godflesh, traversing through dark, uncompromising, and often disturbing soundscapes, with occasional detours into rich melodies and splinters of light. Well, yeah, there are. See, that's what it is. It's ministry slowed down, but also Einstürzen and Neubauten, because it's kind of machine-like. But then he also has these beautiful, soaring, unexpected melodies that happen over top of this. And they're very singular and unique. Like, they they don't sound like anything. It was, it was great. You could write some of these. You could write for this guy. I should. Um, another thing says, In the contiguous realms of metal nerds and gear nerds, Shone possesses semi-mythical status he performs within a semicircle of frightening homemade machines that seem at once futuristic and medieval <laughs> Jesus. yeah that's exactly what dude when i saw it i was like what the fuck is this what are we about to see because i was like oh i guess it's like a dj or something i was kind of expecting either a dj or maybe that was just where the keyboarder the the keyboard the keyboarder that's where the keyboarder was <laughs> and then they had the drummer and then the guitar, and then the basser, and then the singer. He had an electrical guitar, and he stood next to the keyboarder. Dude, hang 10. Hang 10, bro. Yeah, I'm from San Diego, bro. I love that, too. He's, like, wearing a fucking, he's big cloaked, and he's brooding, and he's got the fucking, the, the, his brow, the weight of the world's on his shoulders. And you find, hey, I'm from San Diego, bro. When you look at that uh, YouTube video, it starts out, it's like, too tired. To move, to not tired, to not move. Like, it's something like that. You're like, well, that doesn't mean anything. Too hard to move, too not hard to not move. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this? Is this guy being, is he being tortured and kept prisoner somewhere? You should do a version of that and open up your shows with it. Dude, I'm telling you, the whole time I was watching, I was like, mm, I might have to get myself a little solo project. Have you tried to write anything like that since you saw it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thought crossed my mind, but no. That's funny because you're too tired to not. You're too tired to write about it. Too tired to try to copy it. To not die, to not copy it. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Well, we have some emails to read. Would you like to dip into the emails here? Yeah, why not? Sure, why not? Roy Brissino. The subject is still life. And he says, what's up, fellas? 
Bob keeps saying Still Life was never released, but it was on the download version of the Perfect Day album, which is what I told you, dude. Oh, okay. He says, uh, it certainly isn't okay. as... Okay. It certainly isn't as country sounding as he makes it seem. What are your thoughts on a live podcast? If you did one here in Austin, I think you'd have a big crowd show up. Love the podcast. Zip is classic. We need that on Bob and Clint t-shirts. You guys have great chemistry. Keep it up. Zip. Thanks, oh, Roy. Oh, yeah, dude. That's what we should do is we should make some uh, Zip t-shirts for our patrons. All right. We'll do it. I, I the, There's a really cool company that I use with my other podcast called Everpress. And you basically do a campaign through them, and they print the shirts. They sh- they deal with everything with the shirts. All you do is basically design it. You don't make really any money off the shirts, but I don't think we would be trying to make money off the shirts. Um, so we can do a, a campaign. So here's the deal. We would, we'll be announcing all that on all of our socials. So go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Dude, we're starting to get a, quite a few followers on our Instagram, I'm okay, you're okay. We certainly are. It's very nice over there. And there's some... There's some interesting, funny things posted. Are you going to post? Uh, I think you should post you uh, eating your gum on there. I'll post our, our Patreon videos up there. But so <clears throat> Roy's asking about a live show in Austin. And as we mentioned at the top of this show, we're definitely doing that in March, March 18th. So if you're in the Austin area, just stand by and, and be on the lookout for that. Thanks for the email. Roy. Dude, I was so I played a show last night in Houston and I had a few people in fact what what i found interesting about it was the youngest people at my show there were two uh young couples that were there and when i say young i'm talking like you know late 20s early 30s right in there both of them were familiar with the podcast and both of them came up and said zip (laughs) so uh, uh i thought that was pretty pretty cool it's really, dude, anytime strangers can come up to you and say the word zip, you know you're doing something right. The guy the whole time was like, man, all I wanted to do was shout zip during the show. I'm like, you should have done it. <laughs> but now, here's what I don't want people to do. Yell zip. Or yeah. anything. Just keep it cool, people. Here's your. Here's what you do as an audience member. Listen. Love. Don't speak. <laughs> All you got to do, it's really easy. There's two simple steps. Listen, okay, pretty good, and love me. Ooh. Yeah. Listen, love, don't talk. Too drunk to not talk. Too not drunk to talk. Don't be like Arkham Asylum lady and cause a scene. You don't want to cause a scene at a Bobby show. Come on. No. Kristen Crosby writes, hey, guys. She says, I want to say thanks for making all of my gray sold corporate co-workers uncomfortable as shit the past week i just discovered the podcast after searching bob schneider in my podcast app and i've been laughing my ass off in the silence of roughly 40 people i sit in an office with every day i'm almost done listening to every episode there's so much silence throughout my day that i'm almost finished listening to every podcast within the past week thank you for bringing some light to the dead to the dread of being around people with minimal personality and spice she sounds like she really likes her co-workers uh, I hope I hope to exude the same spirit you guys have brought this past week to my life and crack the code of getting my team to become more vulnerable with each other and simply human. P.S. Fun fact, only guy I ever met on Tinder turned into the father of my child. Born on July 27, 2019, our first date was at the Nutty Brown Show on May 27, 2016, and we went to every Saxon show the rest of that year. We love you guys. See you at our wedding in the future. Thanks for the laughs this week as it's been much needed. Kind regards, Triple C. Wow. That's a nice email. 
What a sweet email. That's so awesome. I love hearing that this podcast is bringing some joy to your day. And I love hearing about uh, all the other wonderful things in your life. That's so nice that you shared that. Thanks. We're creating positive change in the world, bro. We're basically heroes. Well, yeah. I'm glad you said it because I don't want to have to say it. By the way, hold up. Zip. Viviana (laughs) Mora writes, she says, question for Bob. Hey, Bob and Clint. First of all, love your music, Bob. And to you both, I love the podcast. I'm a music teacher in Dallas and was wondering who would be some music artists that I should introduce to my students. I already covered the Beatles and Elvis during Black History Month. I covered Ray Charles, Louis Armstrong, and Michael Jackson. Jackson 5 stuff more than anything. I'm an elementary music teacher, 5 through 11 years old. So I know some songs may be limited to kid-friendly choices. Thanks, guys. So Viv is asking who she should introduce to her 5 through 11-year-olds for music education. Um, You're already doing a good job with Beatles and Elvis and and Michael Jackson. I think Motown is great. My kid loves the Beatles. My kid loves Tom Petty. What is uh what is Scarlet what do Scarlet and Luke like to listen to? Um Scarlet likes to listen to Taylor Swift, so we listen to a lot of that. She likes Lizzo. She basically listens to whatever her mom listens to. Um, right. Luke listens to trap rap music and he has been for the last 2 or 3 years. So his favorite artist is Travis Scott and uh you know other bands in that genre trap rap good grief have you seen this new taylor swift documentary i watched it at the gym the other day it's pretty good uh let me check and see who i am as a person and uh see if that would make any sort of logical sense in any possible universe um hmm. nope okay but you watched the bieber documentary yeah because i'm a believer hey by the way guess who was on that Justin Bieber documentary. I'll give you two guesses. Taylor Swift. And guess what she looked like next to Justin Bieber? She looked like a roach trying to hide from the bright, brilliant light that is Justin Bieber performing on stage. So, yeah, Taylor Swift... Unless she's listening to this podcast, in that case, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, not my... Oh, no! Dude, I'm not watching a documentary on Taylor Swift! Oh, my God! All right, did that answer it? Yeah, uh, Jay Middleton writes in, who's a patron, by the way. He says, love the show. This one's for Bob. How With how long you've been sober, do you find it harder, easier, or the same to keep your mind busy to not think about booze? I'm coming up on two years, and lately it's been tough because it comes in waves. Love the show. It's fucking hilarious. Sincerely, Jay Middleton. Well, I never think of booze ever. Really? I, I think about drinking booze the same amount that I would think about opening up some cleaning products and drinking cleaning products. I just It doesn't cross my mind ever, and it hasn't for 25 years. So when you got sober, was there was the first year tough, or was it just like turning a light switch off for you? Um, it was tough cause you have to learn how to redo everything, but I went to meetings every day. Like the softer, easier way is to go to meetings and to do all the 12 step work of AA. Um, if you do that, that's really the easiest way to get on with your life. But the, uh, the compulsion to drink was removed. Like I would say when I went to my first meeting 
at about day six. And then I never, I mean, I thought about drinking every once in a while, kind of like the way I think about like, "Mm, I wonder what it would be like to jump off this building, you know, sort of abstract thought, but never like really thought about it. I was never going to go through with it. I wonder, I don't, I just don't know much about, I mean, you know, you've worked the program and stuff, but I wonder if you are an anomaly in the journey to sobriety. I wonder if, I mean, a lot of people relapse, isn't the relapse rate pretty high? Well, here's the deal. And I mean, I'll, I'll say it the way author and punisher would say it. (laughs) If you want to drink, you're going to drink. Doesn't matter if you work the steps. If you want to drink, you're going to drink. Too drunk not to drink. That definitely seems to be true. I've got two friends that are alcoholics, and one of them got sober and has remained sober and is doing a great job. One of them went to rehab and relapsed within a month of getting out and is still a raging alcoholic. And the difference is exactly if you just described. The, the guy who remained sober really decided he wanted to be done, that he had to be done. The other guy kind of went kicking and screaming in the rehab, and now he's still drinking. So, yeah, well, well, AA and all of it—it's—it's—it's that's not for not drinking. That's for living your life sober. So that's just tools to get you through life without having to drink. But it's not about—it's not about not drinking. Like that step you make before you go in. Like whenever ever somebody calls me up and they're like. Hey, man, I'm thinking about maybe not drinking. I'm like, well, think about it some more and keep drinking, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's, and they're like, well, aren't you supposed to, like, try to talk me out? I'm like, no, dude, keep drinking. Drink as long as you can. When you wake up in the goddamn ditch, you know, with semen all over your fucking <laughs> butthole, keep drinking, motherfucker. When you wake up and there's a fucking carload of kids on fire and you're, fucking passed out behind the wheel keep drinking motherfucker when you want to quit then call me that is very strange advice um hard to argue with though (laughs) i mean people are gonna here's the thing people are gonna do what they're gonna do like people you know what they do they want to get some control over it they they're coming to me and like hey is there any way i can control this i'm like no it's either do or don't it's like yoda like, if you could control it, you would have done it by now. You can't. Figure that out. Once you figure that out and you decide, okay, I don't want to do this anymore, then then come talk to me. Do people often ask you for sobriety advice? Not very often. But when they do, I just tell them just keep dr- I always say just keep drinking. And if they go, well, I don't want to stop, go to a meeting. Period. Easy. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap up this wonderful episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. Go join us on the Patreon. Go leave the positive review on iTunes. Go get involved with what's cool about the podcast. Stay tuned for the Austin announcement where we'll be doing a live gig in front of a live audience. Go check out the Song Club podcast. Go check out Metal Up Your Podcast. Thanks again to all the people who hopped on the Patreon train within the first couple of weeks of launching. It was really nice to see everyone uh, get supportive. So having said that, I think we should get out of here. Is there anything you'd like to add here at the end, Bob? It's been 30 minutes, which is the length of the podcast. Too long to not be podcasting. Too not long to be podcasting. (laughs) 